I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. All right, welcome back, everyone, to episode 83 of the Best Thing We've Seen podcast. My name is Flo. And I'm Gabe. How are you? Doing okay, man. I am (laughs) (laughs) a bit under the weather, but tested and everything, and it's not that, but um, still struggling, so my voice is uh, aching, but uh, we'll push through this. How are you doing? (laughs) I'll do the heavy lifting today. Thank you. Um, I'm good. I'm good. One of my favorite parts of recording these episodes is the beginning, because what our listeners don't hear is you just saying something and just without skipping a beat going over to welcome back to another episode. <laughs> it always takes me by surprise when we start an episode. <laughs> and I love it. I love it. Um, this is why I, you might hear me laughing in the background sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think every week. <laughs> every week. You finally explained it, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm fine. I'm tired as always, but no surprise there. I had some amazing food that I cooked and a very bad cup of tea. Uh, but apart from that, I'm quite good. <laughs> did you cook the tea yourself as well? I, d- well, I, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Do you cook tea? Well, you boil the water yourself. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, but I think you're, uh, dark tea you're only supposed to cook for what? Or keep in the cup for like three minutes or something. And I forgot about it. So I took it out after like 30 minutes and was quite bitter. Quite bitter. Uh, and ice cold? It was still hot, surprisingly. Wow. Good cup, I guess. Keeping <laughs> in the cup. warmth. Uh, <laughs> but it was disgusting, but I forced it down anyway. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> how I know you. <laughs> Man, I'm loving this conversation already. <laughs> Something different, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was your week in terms of watching things? Um, in terms of like quality, quite good. In terms of how much I watched, not that much. In terms all right. of quality, quite good. Yeah. See, I, I wow, I was expecting uh, more, but sure, we'll get, we'll dive into. Well, it. we'll dive I have in. I've seen something very good and something very meh. So okay, well, that, that, I guess that the average is it's quite good. <laughs> 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 How about you? How was your week? Well, uh, yeah, I got two things this week, mm-hmm. um, and uh, one is pretty bad, mm-hmm. and the okay. other one I'm still not sure about. So. Okay. <laughs> you, you told me beforehand you had three things, right? Yes. And I think it is your turn to start this week. So please tell everyone how the show works. And then, um, yeah, you got some honorables uh, to, to discuss? Sure. Yeah. So welcome back to another regular episode of ours. Here we talk about the best thing we've seen all week. Anything from a TV show to a movie to even a YouTube video. We try to keep it relatively... Uh, up to date, we try to mention newer things that have come out in the last six months or so. And as always, we're going to start off with a couple of honorable mentions and then work our way to the best thing that we've seen all week, which I think we both have a feeling what the other person might say. <laughs> well, I have no um, idea what else you've seen, to be fair. Yes, but I think our honorable, or quote unquote, honorable mentions, because apparently we both didn't like it uh, too much, could be the same thing. No. Could be wrong, though. Okay, no. No, Definitely no, all right, we'll, we'll see about that. And I got one more thing that I saw this week, which is a YouTube thing. Yep. 
once again that I uh, watched, I think, technically last week. Right. Like right before we recorded our last episode. Uh, but I had so many, so much other stuff to talk already and I wasn't sure if I managed to finish it. I was like, all right, let's, let's watch a little thing while I waited uh, for us to record. Uh, and that is, I think it's called Hyper-Realistic Hollow Knight 3D Fan Film. Uh, do you know what Hollow Knight is, by any chance? <laughs> I mean, I, I think I understood uh, one word of that. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Uh, well, Hollow Knight is a, a video game, an indie game that came out a couple of years ago, won quite a few prizes. It's a great game, great game. The greatest thing about this uh, video game is the atmosphere. And a lot of it is, I think, hand-drawn. And it's a 2D game about insects living in like this abandoned uh, kingdom. Sounds yeah. quite boring, I know. But if you look at the art style, it's beautiful. And the sound design and the music and everything. And somebody made a 3D uh, fan film. And it's done by the 3D print guy. So I'm not sure if there's some 3D printed elements in there. Because it has this very uh, Tim Burton-esque or, you know, like the movie Coraline uh, by the studio. What's it called? Uh, do you remember? That also did um, oh, the, the, uh, the like, Bigfoot movie. Um um, oh, I love that question, and I, I can't think of the answer. Like Leica? Something Leica. like Leica. The camera. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's right. That's definitely a so, studio. Right? I don't know yeah. what films they've made, but um, yeah. What, what was the last one? I even talked about it with uh, Hugh Jackman. Uh, with with Zach Galifianakis? Yeah, I think so. Um, what was that called again? It was called um, Missing Link? Missing Link, that's correct. And it's got yeah. elements of that. It seems very much like it's uh, made in stop motion. So there might be some 3D printed elements in there, but there's also animation, or maybe the whole thing was animated and just is made to look as if it was uh, made in stop motion. And it is beautifully made, especially for a fan film. If they made a film about this video game by any chance, which doesn't feature any dialogue, really, um, this would be the way to go. And I think this is the way... Uh, many like adaptations of like video games should go because things are animated it just it's the best way to translate it and it's just hauntingly beautiful especially since it's made by one guy or like a very small team so definitely check that out check check that out he's also got uh videos on like among us in hyper realistic mode where it's more set up like a, a horror movie and it's got uh, uh, several parts on that uh yeah pretty cool pretty cool and i right can't fucking wrap my mind around how that was made especially by yeah like i said one guy or like a small team because i watched the uh, behind the scenes of like missing a link and it's fucking jesus christ it's just unbelievable to me that somebody could even do that yeah but sure it's the same studio that did um kubo right kubo and the two strings that's right yeah, yeah wasn't was... that we sorry we read like the biggest like stop motion like puppets ever made for yeah that sounds right yeah 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 it's great. insane how they do this i have no mm -hmm. idea yeah 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 right yeah so that was one honorable mention so right. <laughs> i'm gonna dare mention another and let's see if we both watch this no uh, we but we'll yeah go on i know <laughs> which I is the new netflix release kate yeah i haven't seen that okay so i is your like thing a youtube thing or no, is it's it? a flat-out movie okay interesting interesting you'll know and you'll you'll the the, the penny's gonna drop in a second <laughs> sure um so yeah kate is a new movie that dropped on netflix like a week ago when this comes out 
and it is a action movie very much in the vein of like uh crank and uh, john wick maybe a mixture of both of those elements and i read some imdb reviews and it's also like one of the headlines is i've seen this before just in a different uh, combination or something like that and that's a very good uh pretty much synopsis of the plot uh, or like what kind of movie this is since it is an action movie about a hit man or i guess hit girl hit woman um played by mary elizabeth winston winstead sorry um who plays an assassin who gets poisoned and then has about a day left to find the person who is responsible for that and has to kill um whoever is responsible yeah and uh, this is all set in in japan in tokyo and osaka and it's got some nice action uh but the story is quite bad it's just ill-written the character's dialogue is just so so bad and there's uh also another character that comes up uh, played by miku patricia marantino sure probably said that wrong anyway um and kind of team up uh you'll see it right when you see the poster pretty much and it's just so badly done sadly but the action is quite good um i mean have you seen this on netflix like the preview yeah, no, for sure. But so once it came out, I heard nothing but bad things about it. So, and I'm not the biggest um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead fan anymore. I okay. don't know uh, what changed your mind on her. Well, she was in Birds of Prey, wasn't she? And uh, yeah, didn't really love her there. I I, I loved her sure. as like what was it, Ramona in mm-hmm. um, Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim, and there mm-hmm. was another thing that she was in. Um, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Sure, I liked that movie. Yeah, I thought she was great there. But there was an earlier one too. Uh, oh, she's in um, the Tarantino one, the um, Death Proof. Is she? Yeah, 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 Death Proof. Oh, I didn't even remember that, but it's been a long time since I saw that one. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I recently I haven't uh, really enjoyed her work, but um, <laughs> and, and Kate seemed like a when I first heard of that film, it seemed mm-hmm. like a very, very Netflixy type of movie that I'm never gonna watch. And that's just like uh, it, ha- it has average written all over it, and I've, I've yeah. not seen it, so I can't really sure. comment on it. That's just how I thought of it. I mean, it looks great at times. It's got this very neon uh, neon noir like feeling, uh, especially since a lot of the scenes are set at night and in Tokyo, and you've got those buildings with big like advertisements and like uh, clips playing on the side of them. Kind of reminds you of uh, Blade Runner. Yeah. Uh, it looks quite you know stylish at times, and yeah, like I said, the action scenes are quite good. I recently rewatched some Marvel movies, and they're great, but. <laughs> I gotta say, especially in the earlier works, like in the uh, Captain America versus the Winter Soldier, <laughs> yeah, or not, not versus, but yeah, and uh, Winter Soldier, um, the action scenes, especially uh, towards the beginning, aren't that great, or at least it's not the kind of action that I like, since it's got many like fast-paced cuts and uh, very close uh, camera work, very shaky, uh, quite uh, similar to the Born Identity, which I'm not a fan of for that exact reason. Because you, at least I, can't really see what's going on. I love these like wide shots of action where you really see what you're doing. I mean, it's I'm sure it's way harder to pull off since the actors or the stunt uh, people have way more work to do, of course, because uh, the hits gotta look like they connect and everything. And here is like they did in, for example, John Wick. You got these wide scenes of them like fighting, and uh, you got more time to observe the action which i thought looked great yeah fair but, enough i mean i enjoy yeah. the, the the action in winter soldier a lot yeah. so um, yeah sure. and even in born so i think we might have different tastes there sure sure i guess 
I'm like I say so often, I'm in a minority with my opinion there probably. Uh I know those movies, especially like the Born Identity or Beloved movies, uh, I just don't love them. But fair enough. That's something that I appreciated about this movie. Although the like I said, the story and especially dialogue horrendous. Uh yeah, Woody, Woody Harrison. Yeah, I thought you thought you forgot about him, but there he is. <laughs> no, yeah, Woody Harrison and yeah, he is very average. I mean, he's he a great very bald. <laughs> <laughs> Still is, yeah. Even in this, yeah, movie. he's great in this. Um, <laughs> no, but you know, great actor, very mediocre role. Okay. So, don't have too much uh, good to say about this movie, except if you're really looking for an action movie and you just want to see good action and don't really give a fuck about like character development or shit like that. <laughs> go see that I mean it's got character development just badly done in my opinion yeah, I know yeah, yeah. it sounds very like I know what the fuck I'm talking about I don't <laughs> but this is a movie podcast so I'm pr- gonna pretend like I do yeah you're giving uh, away all the secrets today <laughs> <laughs> right uh, so that's my honorable mention for this week yeah it's directed by the guy who did the huntsman and the ice queen maybe that's the selling point to some people did he because i looked up some of the stuff like what he's known for i mainly saw that he did for most of these things like uh visual effects i wasn't yeah, sure yeah. if he also directed things before yes the only big thing he directed before was the oh, huntsman okay. and the ice queen which is the sequel to snow white and the huntsman of ink Oh, I haven't I only seen see any of the, Yeah, I haven't seen it. I've, I've seen the original. It was better than expected, but not great. Was that but the one with Kristen he... Stewart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the second one not with Kristen Stewart anymore. I, don't, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Okay. I would not know. I think the second one was is with Emily Blunt and uh, Jessica Chastain. No? Interest. Maybe? Sure. <laughs> I, I don't I, even I, know I'm why. I'm mixing I... things up here. I, I yeah. don't know. I don't even know why I watched the first one. Um, so <laughs> and I don't remember a lot, except I think there's a topless scene with chris hemsworth because i think that's just in all of his contracts now well that, that's why you watched it <laughs> <laughs> most likely yeah there's the answer <laughs> forgot that actually on my honorable list for a christian stewart special so yeah. there we go see yeah <laughs> so um, yeah uh, what's your honorable mention for this week well because we have a big movie to discuss in a second mm-hmm. let's throw this away sure. which is spiral the book of saw Sorry, ah, spiral from the Book of Saw, mm-hmm. or also known as just Spiral or Saw Spiral, however you want to call it. It's the latest film in the Saw franchise. I call it the Chris Rock Saw. You call it the Chris Rock Saw? Yeah, sure. <laughs> it stars Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> you got Sam Jackson uh, and uh, Max Minghella. Now, Max Minghella is the guy who uh, plays Divya Narendra in Social Network. Do you remember Jesus. him? Jesus. No. The, the name sounds familiar, but I think uh, I mean, I'm thinking about Frank Langella. Sure. <laughs> well, no, no, but Max Minghella's father is Anthony Minghella, and he's also a director. He directed okay. like um, um, uh, the Matt Damon, uh, uh, Jude Law one, Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, okay, okay. You sure? I think, I think, I think. But hold on. I need to look up, uh, what did I say? Divya Narendra, right? That's correct. Now we're looking up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what did I just say? Talented Mr. Ripley. Uh, talented Mr. Ripley. Anthony Minghella, right. So talented. he's the in the social network, he's the friend of the twins who's also suing Zuckerberg. The third guy. Do you remember him? Oh, don't remember, gotta say. No. He's also in um, Ides of March. <laughs> I don't know. I like that guy a lot. I like that guy a lot. I'm going to look him up. Eh? Yeah. Sure. 
So I was happy to see him in uh, a Saw film. I, I was happy to see him in anything, really, because um, mm-hmm. he hasn't really been in a mainstream movie in a while, as far as I know. And I like the Saw series. I really do. I, I, a couple of years ago, I, I, um, I decided to give them a go, and uh, I've watched all of them by now. And so I wanted to see Spiral, and it is really a poor entry in the series. It's, uh, I'm, first of all, I'm not a fan of Chris Rock. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> Especially his acting, too. I mean, uh, some of his comedy I enjoy, but um, overall, I'm just not the biggest Chris Rock fan. I think he wrote the... No, he didn't write, but he produced it, right? Or something like that. He was behind... I think so, yeah. He was behind this one. Uh, It is directed by the guy who directed, like, Saw 2, 3, and 4. So he sort of returned back, which was uh, something that I was actually uh, excited about. But um, Darren Lynn Bozeman. Bozeman? Bozeman? I don't know how to pronounce his name. (laughs) Um, and it's written by the same guys who did the last entry, which is, which is Jigsaw, which I actually really enjoyed. So, um, but once again, the, the newest one didn't really do it for me. And I'm, I'm not going to give p- plot on Spiral is not going to be of interest to anybody who, if you're a fan of the Saw series, you're going to watch this. And basically, it's a, it's about a, they're them trying to find the latest killer, or is it Jigsaw again, or is it someone who's trying to pretend to be Jigsaw? And um, obviously, Chris Rock is teaming up with Max Minghella and. Uh, Sam Jackson plays Chris Rock's father, and okay. uh, he gets uh, lost along the way, and they have to find him. And it's 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 okay, you know. It's, <laughs> I really don't really know what else to talk about here. It's uh, it's got an okay ending. And is, the, uh, yeah, is the setup similar to like the first Saw? Because that's the only one I saw um, where you have both like seeing what is happening. I think also somebody investigating, but you also get like a view of the people being tested. Or is this well, uh, more a straightforward um, detective story? I would say, well, the, the thing about the first Saw is that it's um, large parts of it is just in the one room. Mm-hmm. So that's it, this one is a lot more open. And all sure. the Saw movies have been ever since. Um, they're, not, they're not like as contained as the first one is, if I remember correctly. I mean, they are contained to like houses and like big factories or whatever. But in Saw, mm-hmm. in the first one, it's really just one room. And this one is really, it play, plays in a detective office and um, they're sort of driving towards new crime scenes. So it's, it's got a lot more locations than the first one. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, it's got some gruesome deaths, <laughs> some sure. torture scenes. Uh, you you got to have the stomach for it. But um, yeah, um, I was hoping for more and I was hoping it was going to revitalize the franchise even more, but it didn't really do that and. You know, it was, it was, some things were predictable, some things weren't. But even those things that weren't kind of left me like going, "Yeah, okay, sure." I mean, yeah, I, I guess <laughs> okay. you had to do that or whatever. But um, yeah, let's move on. Sure. To your pick of the week, which is my pick of the week, uh, <laughs> which is a film that we've been looking forward to for. Uh, I mean, I don't Years. even know when they first announced <laughs> this film. It's been postponed like last year for another year due to COVID, and now mm-hmm. we finally got to see it. Which is obviously Dune, but um, since it's your turn to start, your turn to pick, and you're good with plot, I'll let you uh, start off, please. I mean, uh, thank you for that. I I mean, the plot is complicated. There's a lot of, like, intricacies, and I think we can say that about Dune. This is not the full movie. There's going to be another one, and this is very much just a setup for the whole story. But nevertheless, great experience, and it's very much a sci-fi movie like uh didn't even jeff the director has done before now apparently also as a preparation for this because this is like his love child what he wanted to do since he was a child yes. huge fan of the books apparently 
And Dune is a bu- uh, big book series, and there's there have been mon- multiple attempts at making this into a film. One successful one, well, like successful one, actually came out. <laughs> Others were scrapped. Um, but this is like the big revitalization of this big sci-fi universe, and it's a different take on the whole thing. It is in a future universe uh, where people don't rely as much on computers, so it's not as sci-fi techy as, for example. Star Wars, and it's with empires and big armies and planets. And one of those planets is a desert planet, planet Arrakis. Is that the right word? Arrakis. Arrakis, uh, which is covered in a desert. Hence the name Dune, like desert dunes, sand dunes. Which in this desert is full with spicy certain uh, material that is, I guess, first of all, a hallucinogenic drug used by the indigenous people there but also use the space fuel which of course starts a big war and exploitation of the area and finally somebody else takes over the area and is allowed to have a say there which is a noble family with the main character's family involved which is who's played by uh, timothy shalman the protagonist who comes there with his family trying to change things but it is difficult and there's a lot of intricacy is like a, a sci-fi game of thrones in a way with a lot of backstabbing and <laughs> a power play. And yeah, I think that's a fairly good description. And it takes place on that planet. And yeah, it's a power struggle. And it's about Timothy Shaman being maybe this so-called cho- chosen one or messiah of the people who live there. And if he is or isn't, I guess we'll have to wait until we see the full... Uh, is it a trilogy or just two movies that are going to come out? Or I guess you could read the books, but... You could watch the other fucks? film, yeah, which we've yeah. done. <laughs> <laughs> Who would want to do that? Because, uh, in my opinion, this is beautifully done. And I think if anybody could do such a movie, it is Denis Villeneuve. We're both huge fans of his. And he has a great eye for just visual spectacles. And this is what this was once again. And I'm so glad we could watch this in cinemas. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be uh, just a sequel, just a part two. I don't think right. it's supposed to be a trilogy, but I'm, I, I might be wrong there. But I think uh, the second one is sort of going to be maybe the last one. I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, there's spinoffs and everything, but uh, I think it's going to be a two-parter. Right. Did I miss anything? I, I don't like, know, man. I think, I mean, obviously Oscar Isaac, he's, mm-hmm. he's his dad and Rebecca Ferguson is his mom. And they're sort of, he, Oscar Isaac is the guy in charge, but Paul, mm-hmm. uh, played by Timothy Chalamet, obviously. Mm-hmm. his son and uh he's gonna be uh the heir eventually mm-hmm. it uh, yeah sort of uh, him yeah trying to uh, deal with that basically and preparing himself for that and all the skills he needs and uh you know accepting his faith uh or not yeah because i mean like i said it's less technology and more i guess not magic but there's like this invisible power that some people have including the protagonist paul um yeah Let's run a little clip. Trailer, yeah. Of course we do. Of course we do. (laughs) Perfect. Here's a little clip (laughs) for Dune. My planet Arrakis is so beautiful when the sun is low. Rolling over the sands, you can see spice in the air. The outsiders ravage our lands in front of our eyes. Their cruelty to my people 
is all I've known. What's to become of our world? A boy! <laughs> Duncan, can I trust you with something? Yes, always, you know that. I've been having dreams about a girl on Arrakis. I don't know what it means. Dreams make good stories. But everything important happens when we're awake. Hey, you. Put on some muscle? I did? No. We are a house of Trades. There is no call we do not answer. There is no faith that we betray. Smile, Gurney. I am smiling. The Emperor asks us to bring peace to Arrakis. House of Trades accepts! There's only awakening in my mind. You need to face your fears. Come with me. Right? I mean, what you probably just heard is some fucking epic music, because that is what most Denevenyev movies feature. And here I think the soundtrack or the score was made by Hans Zimmer, who has done like half of all movies by now. Uh, it feels like, uh, and I think this is an amazing score. Yeah, um, for sure. Because I, I like Hans Zimmer, he's everywhere. He's done some very cool stuff, some very okay stuff, I think. I mean, it's so hard to imagine that somebody can still be creative after like, scoring 150 movies or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, he's really pulled it off. He's got that very much Denivian Jeff sound, like these very epic and deep sounds. And I loved it. I, I think you really feel like you're there. and this like we said like this magic element of people like mind controlling other people and the sound that they use for that you really feel like you know you're being like spoken to like that and you feel like that the power they hold over other people i i thought it was just a great experience i mean what did you think of the movie we didn't talk about it too much um after the after the movie ended we saw this what is it three days ago I think wednesday so. right four. we're recording this on saturday yeah four days no, three um, days. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've I've rarely struggled so much to to um, put my thoughts together on a film. Mm. Um, mm. So I I don't even know where to begin. Uh, <laughs> you said in the beginning you're going to carry this episode, so I was gonna I was gonna drive along sure. and sort of you you lead the way. But <laughs> I am struggling with this film. I mean, <laughs> I said I don't even know where to begin because. From the get-go, it was like I had two, two films that I was really excited about, that, uh, mm-hmm. like last year, because this was also supposed to come out last year, which was David Fincher's Mank and mm-hmm. Denis Villeneuve's Dune. Now, both of those films I would have literally zero interest in if, it were, <laughs> if they weren't directed by those two guys. Yeah, right? I get it. Sure. I don't want to watch a film about the writer of Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean yeah, you know, I, <laughs> under <laughs> circumstances I do, but... Uh, not really and dune i saw the lynch version and uh, i didn't enjoy that at all so um if it wasn't for um good enough doing this one i wasn't gonna run out to see this one so going into this i was like and watching the trailers and everything i was like yeah i mean i i used the analogy yesterday which i actually quite enjoyed you know, Lynch and Villeneuve, they, can, they made two completely different films, but they're still mm-hmm. cooking with the same frying pan. You know, they can use different ingredients, but in the end, it's still Dune. And sure. I don't yeah. really enjoy that world as much as other people do. 
Now I can I can't really say anything bad about the film, <laughs> but it's just like it's not. I don't appreciate. I don't immerse myself, and I don't really love the lore and world building of Dune. It that's why I'm still like putting my thoughts together. Like I loved everything. It's an epic film. I need, I want to mm-hmm. watch more films like this. I mean, it's a it's got like 165 million budget. And you sure. see every yeah. single penny and cent used. I mean, it's it's a gorgeous film, and I was mm-hmm. so happy to see it in th- in cinemas too, and IMAX as well. But um, the story, and it, I, I knew beforehand that it was supposed to be two parts. It's mm-hmm. interesting because in the marketing, it's never really said, right? But then you you sit in, in the theater and you get like a a title card, and it says Dune Part One right from the mm-hmm. get go. So you kind of know that it's not going to end in a in the most satisfying way, maybe. And um, for me, I really don't know how to judge this film having until I've seen the second one. And this, because even he said it, I watched some interviews, now that he's built this whole world, now he's got an open playground to do whatever he wants. And I mm-hmm. feel like that's what this movie needs. And need, the, needed, the, the first part needed that. And obviously, it's, it's not set up to be like that. They need the first one to build it up and then the second one if they can make it, which I hope they can, if a lot of people see this and if they, mm-hmm. if they are allowed to do the second one, then it's going to be an interesting one. And I have a feeling that the second one would be much more up my alley because mm-hmm. the first one did feel like a whole like two and a half hour exposition film to sort of set up a much more grand story. I gotta say, I, I completely agree. Uh, first of all, with the universe, uh, it's not my favorite either, and I don't think I would have loved it as much as if it hadn't been for Villeneuve. I, there's other sci-fi universes that I appreciate more, like the more, I don't know, yeah, sci-fi, what you imagine, like big star battles, or whatever. It's uh, way more subdued than that. There's It feels like more like a medieval tale set in space, since yeah. they use like swords, and uh, it's like empires and kings and dukes or whatever. On different planets pretty much so uh, with that part i do agree and also with that it doesn't feel finished uh which i don't think it is yeah i mean it, it is doing part one but uh, more like you know there should be an intermission and then part two plays uh, i completely agree with that that it's sh- it is uh just the beginning of the film and so it's hard to judge it upon that uh, as a movie in itself i gotta say it was great to see just wonderful spectacle to watch but yeah, uh, you're right. It will be hard to judge without like having seen the second part, which is going to be like the deciding factor. Because if the second one should be bad, then it's hard to watch the first one because it is. <laughs> yeah, it is just the uh, like the first half of chapters of the book. I would imagine. So yeah, it would yeah. be quite uh, disappointing. To I'm surprised not- to hear you say this. I, I, what I, I part? Mean, I- Everything. I thought you loved it, but that's just—I was, I was just guessing. I was maybe I thought you I just, loved the movie for what it was, and I loved the spectacle, and I thought it looked great. For it felt great, and I thought the story was cool. Um, since it was made in a very cool way, but if it had been done by anybody else, I wouldn't have watched like for the story. And still, here the elements of the story that I didn't love. But that's more, I guess, my problem with like the books uh, or like the source material than with the actual movie. Um. But yeah, right. Did you have issues as well with like um, some of the? Because I've read a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. I've read a lot of articles saying that the score was also it was it's a beautiful score, mm-hmm. but there were issues with the sound mixing that the score was like louder than the dialogue. I mean, obviously louder, but as loud that you couldn't 
even hear the dialogue? Uh, I didn't really think it was more an issue of like the score. I guess maybe sound mixing uh, at times. What I felt like, especially when Rebecca Ferguson's character, uh, Lady Jessica, spoke, uh, I felt like I couldn't quite understand it sometimes because she spoke quite uh, very quietly and mumbled a little. Uh, I mean, she was in a stressful situation, but I didn't <laughs> get everything she said at those times when it's like set during a sandstorm, for example. Sure. Um, yeah, I. I, I kind of agree with that but i didn't think it was ever an issue with like the music in the background yeah uh how about you no it's um literally like one or two scenes where i was struggling to to hear what was going on i mean (laughs) comparing it to tenet uh, you know that was way worse tenet Tenet was way worse yeah um, so I was surprised to to hear that as well. But um, even the friends that um, we saw it with, or one friend, he mentioned as well that it was at, at times even too loud for for him to mm. to understand what was going on. And I can kind of understand that. But I was sort of uh, you know trying to enjoy the visceral experience of like fucking. <laughs> I don't know how how loud those loudspeakers were, but fuck me. Yeah, but I gotta say, um, for anybody listening, and I know there are a lot of people who like wait for them, uh, those kind of movies to come out on, like, I don't know, Netflix or DVD or HBO like, Max. somewhere in the, <laughs> oh, sure, or this somewhere one, in the this internet. One on HBO Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, don't do that with this movie. Um, Denis Villeneuve, first of all, was very outspoken against like it being put on streaming uh, platforms so soon, um, because there was a plan and. I do completely agree with this movie since it is, like we said, a spectacle. It's a great sound, great visuals, and all of that is kind of lost uh, if you're not going to watch it in the big on the big screen. And though the the story is interesting, I don't think it's necessarily the 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 greatest part of of this. So yeah, definitely do watch it in cinemas if you can. Oh, you know, feel safe to do so. Yeah. What was your favorite scene? Well, what were some of your favorite scenes? Hmm. That's tough. Um, I really like the beginning. Uh, some, in, uh, like for example, the the pain scene. I did really like that. I liked like when the uh, what's it called, like the entourage of the emperor, or whatever, uh, like coming out of the spaceship. I thought it was looked so great. Um, I don't know uh, the, the pain scene. You mean the one with the rampling, the Charlie dogs. rampling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah, was yeah. one of my favorite scenes too. Yeah, and I Rebecca Ferguson's cool. reaction outside. I, I gotta say about Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, oh, oh God! Here we go. I know. Here we go. You're gonna hate a part of me, but wait a second. <laughs> wait for it. I already um, do. I wasn't a huge fan of Rebecca Ferguson. I just haven't seen her in a lot. Uh, not, nowhere like where she blew me away, and I'm not as enamored with her as as you are, which is fine. Um, but I gotta say, in this movie, she was great. I well, love her reaction. Uh, thank you. to certain scenes. I thought um, you just said you don't like her. Yeah, like in general, I oh, like I don't have like a great connection to her. Like I know you love her. Um, <laughs> we have a great connection. <laughs> <laughs> you to her, not she to you. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought there were scenes. She was great, like um, because she's struggling really because apparently she wasn't supposed to have this kid um, that she did because she was apparently part of this order. And yeah, I mean she's just scared for her son, and but she can't disobey certain people and. I thought there were some great scenes with that. I wasn't a huge fan of Jason Momoa. I thought it was fine. Uh, yeah, I want to go through the cast one by yeah. one, but I have... because It's, we, yeah, it's crazy, ridiculous. yeah, sorry. But because I thought you literally were just going to say that you didn't enjoy Rebecca Ferguson's performance, mm-hmm. I have written down in my notes here the cast. And for me, and I, I, I talked about this as well with a friend last night, 
if anyone's going to get nominated for this film, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying this is a very, very specific thing, and I'm not even saying that it's like, that it's a good thing, but I'm saying like people who should get Oscar nominated for that. And once again, mm-hmm. I'm not saying like that that's what should happen and that's the greatest thing that could happen. But as an Oscar-worthy performance, I could only see Rebecca Ferguson from this film. Uh, I think I got to think for, uh, about this for a second, but maybe. I thought also the the woman playing the like head of the sisterhood or whatever that does the pain test, I thought she was great as well. Well, she's got such little screen time. Yeah. Though. Yeah, that is Charlotte Rampling. Yeah, one yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, I guess from like the main cast, I, I gotta agree. Unless I come up with another name in the next couple of days, but I <laughs> in the next couple of days. Yeah, right now I gotta say yeah, yeah. Well, well I mean, the, the argument could be that it's Chalamet. He is the star of the film. I he is good in the role yeah. that he has, but I couldn't imagine him being especially like nominated in a leading role yeah. category. Uh, whereas I could imagine Rebecca Ferguson being nominated as best supporting actress. Yeah. I thought she was excellent. This yeah. is definitely her best performance that I've seen. And uh, I'm saying that uh, not because I am enamored with her. Because sure. uh, I really thought she was really, really terrific in this mm-hmm. film. Especially that scene when she's reacting outside the room when the pain test really is happening. Yeah. I agree. And, and other scenes too. And other scenes too. I thought like the Harkonians, I think they're called, which is another uh, like clan. I thought some parts there were really cool, especially the design of the, one of the main bad guys played by Stan Skarsgård. Uh, we talked about this. It really reminds me uh, of um, whatchamacallit, Mon Brando in Apocalypse Now, which is yep. a big compliment. Yes, and he actually um, he did channel him. He, I yeah, saw an interview and really? that was exactly what he was going for. Yep. Oh, cool. Well, yep. he pulled it off. He, yeah, really, he really did. did. He and was so good, man. I loved him. He was him. really good. Yeah, the design was really cool. And you got the polka dots man from <laughs> yeah. uh, Suicide Squad in there. Yep. And David I mean, Dust Malkian. Mm. And of course, not a big, well, I'm sure he's going to play even a bigger part in the second movie is yeah. uh, Dave Batista, for example. Yeah. I mean, if we um, go through the cast, I mean, Javier yeah. Bardem. Javier Bardem didn't have a lot of screen time, sadly. No. But uh, yeah. I mean, same huge thing actor. with Zendaya. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is too bad. Uh, we talked about this. Uh, I was really looking forward to her in this movie. Yeah. Because I really like her. Yeah. Didn't have a lot of screen time. Nope. I am sure it's going to be like a whole lot more her film in the second part. Yeah. Um, I think she's going to play a vital role. But yeah, so far, not a lot from her. But um, you'll get a lot from um, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin, yeah. he was. He, I thought he was a bit underused, though. I mean, he yeah. didn't really have that much to do. He's got that one scene where he trains Chalamet. I mean, it's a big cast. Um, no, for sure. We'll see how much more of a role he'll play. Does he? I don't know. I'm not really sure what happens with him in this movie. <laughs> well, let's not get into spoilers. I don't, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but uh, we haven't um, given anything away. Um, I mean, yeah. Uh, who else do we have here? Well, we Oscar have? Isaac, for me, was Isaac, amazing yeah. too. I thought he was perfectly cast. Especially, I could also actually see, like, <laughs> I can't buy Rebecca Ferguson mm-hmm. as Timothy Chalamet's m- mother. Oh, you can't? No, just because of the age. There's no way. How, how Rebecca Ferguson is like, what? 37? Yeah, but... Uh, and Chalamet Paul, is, what, 26? I read, like, Paul um, in the novel is supposed to be 15. So I guess I, I guess it would change the age. Oh, is he to supposed to be, be like, that young? I, I, I probably, they're probably making out to be like 18 in the movie, which would make sense. She could be like in her late 30s, uh, for example. I mean, she's also not his wife. She's the concubine, like they said in the movie. Who Fair knows? Enough. Maybe she got him very young 
Um, I think it could work out. Dude, I loved their relationship. I'm just saying, like, from an outside, if you tell me that Rebecca Ferguson, the actress, is is Mm -hmm. Timothy Chalamet's mother, I would be (laughs) struggling to buy that. And Oscar Isaac is not even, he's like five years old, he's 42. But Mm -hmm. I I think they actually look alike in some way, Timothy and and, and Oscar. Yeah, you think so? I mean, maybe a bit about the eyes. There was this one scene at the graveyard where they talked. At first, I wasn't sure about that. But then, yeah, when I looked at them as well, like, bit of the like curly hair like the eyes i could buy it sure yeah i really thoroughly enjoyed oscar isaac's performance and uh, once again i hate bringing this (laughs) up because it is so unnecessary but actually thinking about and talking about it now i wouldn't be mad if he gets nominated too but you could even argue that dune isn't even a film like it's oscar nominations for for acting things it's going to get nominated for sound and for for cinematography cinematography, yeah yeah. all those special effects maybe best directing for stretching it but uh not because I'm sorry, I'm saying that uh, from, from history, he's not really uh, won a yeah. lot, uh, unfortunately. Uh, Sadly. Yeah. I mean, it, it could win for uh, best, not set design, what is the category called? Production design. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, maybe costume, though. The costumes were very similar to the David Lynch movie, and apparently he took yeah. inspiration from that, since yeah. in the original uh, novels, they wear more mundane clothes, like un- military uniforms and helmets, and there it's more sci-fi uh, stuff they wear I'm not a huge fan of all the costumes I thought some of them looked cool others less so uh, they looked like I don't know a bit too like a person at Comic Con <laughs> if you get what I mean <laughs> I guess yeah but I yeah. enjoyed it because it, comparing it to the Lynch one too the Lynch mm-hmm. one felt very like pompous too sure and this whole film feels very very gritty and grounded and like yeah dirty yeah yeah, and I enjoyed that nice aspect word. of it. Yeah. Also, like what I did, like the the design of first of all, like the military uniform, like the things that Charlemagne wore in everyday like situation, not compared to like the environmental suits. Um, like th- those costumes I did really like, and also the um the things that the people wore on the planet, I really liked that. I also like the very Arabian touch there, um, and also the music that plays there, and apparently that was a big influence on the movie and the music there. Like the theme of the planet. Yeah. Oh, the music is great. But finishing off the cast, I mean, we talked about uh, Batista, right? Did you mention him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we got Skarsgård, Momoa. I actually really enjoyed Momoa. I like yeah. Duncan Idaho. You mentioned you didn't really enjoy him, but I actually, this is he an interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought his relationship with, with uh, Timothy Chalamet, with Paul, was really sweet. And the, the, the way that he's trying to protect him at all costs. Sure. But I actually got to say, like, the fight scenes themselves right you got this mm-hmm. whole aspect of this like shield you activate the shield and it's got like a blue mm-hmm. thing around you looks cool looks sci-fi and that was also in the trailer and i was like man it's gonna be interesting felt completely useless that thing first of all because you're gonna get killed by a fatal blow anyway i mean i don't I know i mean it helps a bit and it's apparently also part of the books i would think because it was also a big part in the dave lynch version where they used very badly made polygons above, like on on the in, on their bodies. You remember? Yeah. Barely. So. This is, I told you this before. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can. <laughs> I think the first Dune film, the, or the Lynch version, mm-hmm. uh, is one of the films that I forgot uh, almost all of it. Like I can barely remember anything, and that's uh, not that's not really saying. Except for Sting. <laughs> Except for Sting, yeah. Except Who for Half Naked apparently- Sting. He should have had a, a know, cameo in this yeah. movie, but they decided against it. Weird. And I am so glad about this. Yeah, yeah. It, it just wouldn't match with like Denis Villeneuve's style. 
to yeah. just put unnecessary like cameos and Easter eggs in there. Yeah, but I'm mentioning the the, the whole uh, shield thing because mm-hmm. for me, a bit of a letdown thinking about this film were the actual like fight scenes, the whole like hand to hand combat that felt a little bit like. They, they, those couldn't live up with the epicness of everything else. It just felt like, okay, here's a nice little sword fighting scene that's um, a, a minute of um, you know swords hitting each other and then mm-hmm. all the people falling to the ground, basically. It, those, I don't... Uh, yeah. For whatever I reason, those it. didn't really work for me. They, they, they didn't feel grand which is yeah. maybe a hard thing to do and why should every little thing be grand <laughs> but it, it just kind of st- it sticks out to me the more i think about it yeah i kind of get it i remember thinking in the cinema when uh, some of the bigger action scenes um happened i thought like oh this is interesting i wasn't that into it as well i thought like did uh didn't Vignette do like action scenes and i thought of like sicario and there they had some amazing scenes very fast-paced very yes. um very thrilling and uh, comparing it to that, I did re- prefer the Sicario scenes, maybe because they weren't in such a grand uh, scale and also they were like firefights and not uh, hand-to-hand combat, which is always harder to pull off, of course. Like the whole choreography is way harder, probably. Right. Um, they were a lot more tense, the Sicario mm-hmm. scenes. Yeah. You're, it's, not, it's, lot, it's, it's less like 100% action and just like the whole the buildup of Sicario mm-hmm. makes it so great. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do agree. Uh, fight scenes weren't like uh, the highlight of this movie. Definitely, yeah. what I did really like was the design of like the the helicopters. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Things, um, the sound of those were also amazing. And yeah. sorry, uh, one of my favorite scenes was also like the infiltration drone that comes for Paul. Uh, that scene where he like goes behind yeah. the holograph to hide. Yeah, really liked that scene. Why Retent. doesn't that thing come out when he's sleeping? I didn't know. Feels a bit. I mean, he's been waiting to use that for four weeks, if I remember correctly. Why do it when he's up? Just do it yeah. when he's sleeping. Well, maybe he, he's, he ran out of water. He had to do it now or never. <laughs> he looked kind of yeah. dead when they found him. Yeah, he did kind of look dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we got to talk about the sandworms because those mm. were fucking amazing. They really sure. were. I mean, that's like the most iconic part of Dune, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were just uh, insane. I, it, did, it did feel like after the third reveal, a bit like, mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> I know what these things look like. But the first, especially the first scene where you get to, where you see the sandworm, the whole mm-hmm. thing where they're trying to extract that mining rig and, mm-hmm. it, and it, it doesn't work and they have to sort of land and, and get everyone on board. That scene was one of my favorite scenes too. That was amazing. And then the whole reveal of the worm at the end is just uh, gorgeous filmmaking. Gorgeous filmmaking. I yeah, I really like the setup as well. I think that was actually my favorite part of the worm where they first see it like way in the distance. There's the stress because you know when it's here, there's nothing you can do, so you have to get the fuck out of there. And they're like this, these like big majestic, uh, almost like mythological creatures off this planet that everybody like respects because there's nothing you can do about them. Yeah, and they have to like plan their way of living around them. Uh, and yeah, and just the uh, the thing like coming closer and closer, and yeah, the way it does eat, like the the way they orchestrated that, I thought looked very cool and very menacing. Like this hole just opening up from uh, underground, really cool design. Yeah, yeah. They spent like they had like a whole team just building the the sandworms for like mm-hmm. multiple years, I think. So uh, yeah, insane. I mean, this movie. <laughs> it, it, talking about the, just the production, we could talk about it for for hours. It's just mm-hmm. insane. It's it, it, apparently. There's very little green screen in the whole thing. So much is actually oh, really? like practical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. 
it's insane, man. And I'm just, I'm actually baffled that it's quote unquote only 165 mil, <laughs> which is a ridiculous thing to say. I'm aware, but uh, man, it looks it looks even more expensive, and that's I mean, that's yeah, one of the best things I could say about this film. It's it's epic in every way, and as as you said before, you got to watch this in theaters. There's no mm-hmm. way because it's coming out in in the states. Obviously, in a month, we get this quite yeah. early here. And it's it comes out simultaneously on streaming too at HBO Max, mm-hmm. and as you said, Villeneuve hates that, and I completely get that. Don't watch Dune at home on an iPhone. It's really not mm-hmm. the best way to watch that film. <laughs> but one last question about this movie, um, since you weren't like you do like this movie very much, you're not too sure about uh, the story and all. Yeah. But like, how has it left you? Do you like have a, uh, like an urge to go back and watch it again, or do you like feel like you got to just w- wait for the second one to come out and then maybe revisit it before? Uh, part one, uh, part two drops. I don't yet have the urge to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. I I could see myself going back before it leaves theaters. Mm-hmm. Not even IMAX. Maybe in just like a smaller screening that's sure. cheaper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, the thing with with waiting for the second one is as well. I want nothing more than Denis Villeneuve doing something else, <laughs> right? But I'm also Mm-hmm. I don't want anyone else to do Dune Part 2. Sure. So I'm in yeah. this weird little space where I'm actually like, I want the movie to do well. I want to see Part 2. I want to see what my favorite director wants to make. But on the other hand, he's got like projects um, in the pipeline with like Hall again, The Sun, yep. which has been in the pipeline for years. And um, there was one other thing I think as well. I just want to, because he also talked about this, he doesn't really want to, I think I remember this correctly that he said like after Dune, he wants to go back to doing like a little bit uh, the film's on a little bit of, of a mm-hmm. smaller small, scale. Yeah. But now he's doing Dune Part 2 next if everything goes well, which is anything but a small film. So I kind of want to see him go back to his roots doing these smaller mm-hmm. little crime thrillers. Um, but once again, I'm looking forward to the second one. I don't know. How about you? I agree with what you just said, as in um, there are other things that I would maybe rather watch from Villeneuve just because uh, one of, some of my favorite movies, although I, I absolutely love Blade Runner, uh, are like his intimate like thrillers, um, such as Prisoners and uh, The Sun, the movie that he might be doing with Gyllenhaal, sounds real cool, um, which is what I would love to see. But yeah, if anybody has to do this, it is Villeneuve. Uh, and I think if somebody just, if they announce like part two is made by, I don't know who, uh, could still be cool. But the reason I want to watch it is because of Villeneuve. I love this movie, not necessarily because of the story, because it is Villeneuve. It just feels great. You just feel like yeah, this is good. This is this is how movies uh, are supposed to be made. And so often, when you watch other things, you do kind of forget what great movies are. Especially if you watch a lot of great directors. But if then you go back to like small productions, you see like, dude, this is why, for example, he or like Scorsese or other people are just great directors. It just feels way better. The, the editing is on point. The visuals are great. The acting is good. Everything just feels so smooth and so well. Um, so I do hope he's going to make the second um, part yeah. uh, because otherwise the third one, uh, the first part might be ruined just because of the second one. And yeah, he's the guy to do it. Uh, but after that, I'm also so looking forward to other maybe um, smaller, smaller, like more intimate stories uh, to see from him again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is definitely doing the second one if it happens, mm-hmm. which is, you know, that's, uh, I think yeah. that's, Set in stone. It's just a question of <laughs> if it's happening. But um, I mean, didn't they already film part of it? I would assume so, right? I mean, I don't I, think so. I think now would be probably too late. 
Really? Do you not think so? I mean, otherwise, it would take like another like one or two years. It would take years, yes. I mean, his initial project was to shoot this film back-to-back, or mm-hmm. the two films back-to-back. But uh, in uh, discussions with the studio, he um, they decided to do the first one, see how people uh, react mm-hmm. to it, how much money they gain, and then um, decide whether or not to actually do and shoot the second one. So as far as I know, they haven't shot the second one yet. Oh, okay. It was initially I mean, planned that way, but it, they didn't do it that way. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I, the reception seems to be great so far. I think the people who watch this watch it because they either love the source material or they love him. And he's done great things, but I'm just worried because, yeah, same with Blade Runner. Yeah, Everybody loved that movie. It's one of the best sci-fi movies that we've ever seen. Both of us, I think we talked about this on our sci-fi, especially extensively. Yep. Um, nice little plug. I'll put perform. the link in the description. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't perform as well as it should have. No, um, it didn't. Because um, he does have more of an artsy kind of style than pure action movies do, which are more appealing to like broader audiences, uh, which is too bad. So one more reason to definitely, if you do watch it, don't just watch it on your laptop somewhere um, on HBO or on wherever else you get your movies from. Do watch it in um, cinemas because this is the kind of filmmaking that should be supported uh, definitely because not everybody does movies like that and not everybody gets the budget to do what they want uh, and especially not on this scale so yeah watch yes. it in cinemas yeah and it is worth the money for the spectacle uh, mm-hmm. in the big on the biggest screen possible for sure definitely yeah and they're pushing the shit out of the film i mean uh, it's, it's yeah, all over the place yeah yeah i mean they're they're really from what i know from what i've heard even the studio, they really love the first film and everyone mm-hmm. involved wants to make the second one. And it's going to take years, of course. I don't expect the second one to come out uh, maybe at the end of 2023, at the earliest. Uh, at sounds the realistic, earliest, yeah. 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 Um, but everyone is thrilled about it and they want to they wanna see it succeed. So we could definitely urge everyone to, 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 uh, to contribute to that success because it is... <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a, it's a, it's an epic film. It's an epic film, uh, and I still need to digest it a, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Do you want to uh, like watch it again, like immediately? Have you said that before? Sorry. Um, I might. Uh, I thought about this. I might be. I might not have time in the next couple of weeks, so I might like try on Monday. Uh, if I don't manage to, I don't know if I'll have time. But I, I do think I'd like to do it uh, to watch it again, just knowing what uh, to expect once more and just to concentrate on some of the details there uh yeah Yeah. knowing i mean it's it's hard with this movie because i knew this is not like this is not going to be just one movie i mean even the title card said part one but i didn't know where it would end so it was kind of weird for me to anticipate but i think knowing where and when it will end um like just no experience it once more i'd love to do that yeah yeah but even as early as monday See, I, I need some time. I really need some time. I feel like if I'm going to watch this, I don't know if I'll watch it alone, but I'd love to with somebody who, else who's interested. Um, and then I'd love <laughs> to up, see it. Hit him up. Every yeah. <laughs> in IMAX, because, yeah, it's a big spectacle. Oh, I, it, yeah. It, you, I got yeah. one more free card. Uh, Fair enough. I just Fair got enough. my black card renewed, so... Because it is I, fucking I do expensive, use for that. isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. 15 bucks, and we got like a, a, very, like a bonus card, like a membership to a certain cinema chain. So, yeah, I don't know what the normal price would have been, like 18 bucks. Crazy. 16, I think 16. But okay. I think compared to like the States, this is actually still cheap. So, uh, I think sure. I think it's yeah. it's ridiculous. But yeah. <laughs> anyway. Compared to Poland, then it's fucking expensive again. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess. Or is uh, I think it's know. a bit cheaper in Poland, right? I, I don't know. Last I don't time know. we were there? I mean, it's been a little time, but We didn't go to the cinema, did we? 
We didn't go to the cinema like that, no. <laughs> Beer was cheaper there. Yeah. Secret Czech Republic, that, that's got... Czech Republic as well. Great city. Beautiful country. <laughs> I do really like the Czech Republic. I do like, dude, I saw Dunkirk there on the IMAX oh. 70 millimeter. Beautiful, there we go. Beautiful experience, yes. I think no. we're... I think we're, yeah, we're, we're drifting, dig- yeah. yeah. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> go but to yeah. Prague. Go watch Dune. Oh, um, dude, definitely. <laughs> if you have the time, to definitely go to Prague and watch it up because they got the best IMAX. We have such shit IMAXs mm-hmm. in Austria compared to any other IMAX. It's like the smallest screen compared to the real ones. So watch Dune on the biggest screen you can. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Right, let's wrap this up. We're going long. Um, we're going long. We're going long. Yeah. I, I think that's everything we need to say, right? Yes. Maybe we'll, we are, obviously we had a special next week, but uh, in mm-hmm. two weeks' time, maybe we have both seen it again. Uh, you definitely, maybe, yeah. I doubt I, maybe, but maybe we'll, also we'll maybe, figure yeah. out our thoughts a little bit more and we'll talk about it a little yeah. bit more. But um, that's it for this week, right? Next week, special episode. Mm-hmm. Um, gonna be a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Is doozy, does that mean it's gonna be sleep inducing? No, no, I think a doozy is like a good time. That's it's what I meant. That's what I meant. Something cool. Something outstanding or unique of its kind. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Don't take it from us. Yeah. Take it from Google. <laughs> take it from, uh, yeah, take it from uh, the dictionary. Right, that's it for me. Um, hopefully you enjoyed this episode and um, tell us what you think of Dune. Tell us what you think yeah. of Spiral. Uh, don't watch it though. <laughs> tell us what you think, but don't watch it. And uh, we'll be back next week. And um, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, you're, you're, uh, <laughs> you, 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 you do it. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's been a blast once again. Uh, you can check us out, check us out on pretty much any podcast platform, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. Check us out at Best Thing Radio on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, you can see our thumbnail that Flow is going to once again design for us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube as our thumbnail. Uh, consider uh, dropping a like a subscribe or leaving a comment Um, what do you think of Dune have you seen it and if not the fuck are you waiting for (laughs) have a great week and bye bye (laughs) bye bye (laughs) just every time just injecting another pie at the end it feels so wrong (laughs) it feels so wrong (laughs) it feels great bye bye Uh, bye (laughs) 